Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 226 on Monday the 11th of March 2013. I am your host Stephen Layton and this week I am mostly excited about natural processing. Yeah, but before that we should go to the news. So I know I've been promising this for a long long time but it is here, it is live. Direct debit for subscriptions is turned on and ready to go. Um, we are in live beta testing type mode, so any issues, any problems, do let me know. Um, but I am very excited by this. I think it's a huge leap forwards for us to be able to offer the weekly subscription uh, and, and then you don't have to pay all in one big chunk. So hopefully that's gonna make your lives easier. Um, and it's gonna make our lives easier because it's a lot more automated. You will also have noticed that you got an email this week if you're a subscriber telling you of the coffee. If you don't want that email, just drop me an email uh, and I will get that turned off for you. So, uh, not going to be an in my mug alert. Um, this, uh, we've got a very exciting double pack, uh, which we launched on Wednesday, which is from Colombia and from a farm called Finca La Princesa. Uh, both are from the same farm, same process, same varietal, same everything, apart from picked on different days. Um, really interesting to taste the differences from this super small farm, uh, super small lot, and hence why it's not gonna be an in my mug. And, Thank you very, very much for the Indian reviews from last week. You really seem to kind of like this kind of competition thing and I will try and come up with something for next week. I don't have anything for this week. Um, I should do something for the, the packs, actually. Okay, I'll, I'll think of something before the end. <laughs> uh, lots of you uh, put some really great comments, actually. Very balanced, I felt. There were no ridiculous five stars. I think it's awesome. Um, uh, there were lots of very well put together kind of things and also lots of people saying this is the reason they love In My Mug because they wouldn't have tried this coffee. So the winner's up on the screen now. Uh, ping me an email with your name and address and I will get that to you uh, as soon as possible. And that was the news! Um, so now it is time for uh, 20 seconds and 20 seconds on this week will be on natural processing. Okay, so let's get this going. So, Hello, and welcome to the second in the coffee processing videos we have done. And today we're gonna to be looking at natural, or sometimes called dry processed coffee. Cherries are picked from the trees and cleaned. They're cleaned so the producer can separate the unripe, overripe, and damaged cherries, and remove dirt, soil, twigs, and leaves. This is often done by hand using a large sieve. Any unwanted cherries are picked out from the top of the sieve. The coffee cherries are spread out in the sun, either on large concrete or brick patios or on matting raised to waist height on trestles called Indian raised beds. As the cherries dry, they are raked or turned by hand to ensure even drying and prevent mildew. This can have a big effect on the final taste in the cup and stops an over fermentation of flavors. It may take up to four weeks before the cherries are dried to the optimum moisture content, depending on the weather conditions. On larger plantations, machine drying is sometimes used to speed up the process after the coffee has been pre-dried in the sun for a few days, although this is rare. The drying operation is the most important stage of the process since it affects the final quality of the green coffee. 
A coffee that has been overdried will become brittle and produce too many broken beans during hulling. Broken beans are considered to be defective beans. Coffee that has not been dried sufficiently will be too moist and prone to rapid deterioration caused from attack of fungi or bacteria. The dried cherries are then sent to the mill. This is sometimes done on the farms, where hulling, sorting, grading and bagging can take place. All the outer layers of the dried cherry is removed in one step by the hulling machine. The dry method is used for about 90% of Arabica coffee produced in Brazil, and most of the coffees produced in Ethiopia and Indonesia. Almost all robustas are processed by this method. It is not practical in very rainy regions where the humidity of the atmosphere is too wet or where it rains frequently during the harvesting. And that's it, naturally processed coffee. Twenty seconds on. I thought I'd do it that way. So this week's coffee is Brazil Paseo Ruby Natural. Uh, you may see other people selling Paseo because it is a huge farm, but we are the only ones with the Ruby varietal, uh, and we picked that up fairly early on. Um, it's a hybrid of Munda Novu and Katayi. Um, and this lot was separated and done on its own, uh, completely separate from the other, the other lots. We did the pump natural uh, a few weeks back, but I really wanted to do the natural one as well because it gets to show you the, the differences in the cup. Uh, the farm has been in the Ferreira family for three generations and is now headed by Aldolfo. Um, uh, 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 yeah, Aldolfo, that's right. Uh, and he has lots of people on the farm working there. As I say, it's a big, big farm. Many of them living on the farm as permanent workers, where they have a school, uh, they have shops, they have housing, they have uh, healthcare. Uh, very professional, kind of uh, well-run farm. And that's how a lot of these big farms in Brazil are. Um, I'm thinking of places like Cachoeira um, and uh, the, the, some of the other farms we've been to that are, that are kind of on the big side. Um, it also has a huge part of the farm set aside uh, as a reserve uh, for trees and animals and the local ecosystem is fully looked after. Um, that's again what the benefit of these big farms is they can kind of just give this land over to, to for wildlife and, and for the ecosystems. Um, uh, cherries are picked, washed, uh, sorry not washed, cherries are picked, dried, did I not watch my own video? Um, uh, on the farm's patios um, and uh, turned regularly, so make sure that they don't go mouldy and don't um, go uh, anything. And then this is the interesting part, that they take the, 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 cher the cherries are milled, hulled, taken off, and then they're put into uh, oak kind of barrels uh, in parchment for 60 days. This is a chance for the coffee to calm down, for moisture levels to even out and to be a much more kind of uniformed taste. And I think that's very, very apparent in the cup and we'll talk about that when we taste it. Um, altitude of the farm is 1,100 to 1,200 metres, which is fairly standard for, for Minas Gerais area. Um, it's near to the city of Alfinas um, and we have an awesome map bit on this one. So the first time I did this, when I did the Pump Natural, the map bit was a little bit hazy. But since then, I've, uh, I've spoken to the guys on the farm and got some really great coordinates. So let's go do the map bit. It's the map bit. 
no expense spent. It's the map bit. Hello. So, we zoom down, as is the new way, and we zoom back out. And unusually, because we've been going to Africa and Asia a lot, we're going to go to um, South, South America. Oh, come on, Steve, get your brain in gear. So, South America. And uh, we're going to focus on the continent, so let's look at some stuff with our snazzy transition. We can see Brazil there and Bolivia and Peru, but we're interested in the continent. So six growing countries, population of a lot, a surface area of a lot, lot more. Um, and when you compare that against the UK, it kind of gives you a real idea of just how vast a country it is. Um, so we're going to zoom down to Brazil. Um, and here we can see uh, Inglaterra, Cachoeira, Paseo. Um, but before we go down to those farms, we should look at the country statistics. So, uh, and more snazzy transitions. The country is called Brazil, or Brazil. The population, again, just humongous when you compare it to the UK. Four times the size population. Size, big. And the capital is Brasilia. Which, uh, everybody thinks it's Rio, um, but no, no, it's Brasilia, which is the uh, where the government is. Um, and we're going to look at Minas Gerais. Uh, Minas Gerais, lots of great coffee comes from this region. But it's all down in the bottom south, kind of southwest kind of part. So um, let's zoom down to there. And we'll zoom down to Paseo. And you can see a really good view of the farm here. A great aerial view of the, the, the little the water source and, and, and all of the drying patios. Um, really good detail, which I'm very, very happy with. Um, to give you context of where they are compared to Cachoeira and Inglaterra, you can see that it's a little bit more in. Cachoeira is actually not in Minas Gerais. Um, uh, it's, it's on the border of... Um, and Pocas de Caldos is where Inglaterra is. So let's look at the farm pictures. Um, and here we've got uh, Aldolfo uh, looking very happy. And if you look at those ribs, that, uh, the way the plants are in that top right picture, um, what I want you to do is look at the ribs. And then when we go back to the map, you can actually see those ribs. Can you see them? So there we go. Zoom out so you see it a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, we're going to look at the farm details. So the name is Fazenda Paseo. The altitude is 1,100 to 1,200 metres above sea level. The varietal is this unusual uh, ruby varietal. And the, the nearest town is uh, Alfinas. Um, the ruby varietal is the mixture of Mundanovu and Katayi um, that we're, we're so proud to have. So that was the map bit. So it's now time for Roland's Daft Facts. I wonder if it'd be something to do on natural processing. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Dry processing is the original way that coffee was always processed because of the lack of machinery and specialist equipment that was necessary. Wet processing was introduced to reduce the amount of labour involved and for places where it rained a lot and it's harder to dry the coffee. Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. I guessed it was going to be unnatural. Just a little bit of insight into Roland's mind, that's all you need. So last week I took off Clever Dripper when it wasn't and it was very importantly pointed out to me can't get away with anything here. But what it was, was the Kalita Wave. So Kalita Wave comes off. I'm going to put the Clever Dripper back on. 
and we got Ibrick. So last week we had. What did we have last week? I'm going to make another mistake, aren't I? Here. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. Ah, Aeropress with disc. Of course it was. We liked the disc. So, where it goes, nobody knows and nobody cares. Macchiato. Oh, I like Macchiato. That's good. Another win. I'm doing well on Wheel of Death recently. I'm in a bit of a roll with it. But yes, this week we shall do Macchiato. So I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to have people make me delicious drinks because I'm being lazy again. And I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. It may be a little bit noisy while I'm recording this because there are people outside loading your in my mugs into the back of the post office truck as we speak, so. So, you remember the Paseo we had a few weeks back and we talked about it being Kit Kat. I can see the Kit Kat in here. I can see milk chocolate. But what there is with it is a little bit of like dried fruit. So it's a little bit of currant. It's a little bit of kind of sultanas. Um, it's kind of like Kit Kat meets fruit and nut, if that makes sense. I'm mashing up chocolate bars now. Awesome. But really nice mouthfeel to it. Really lovely espresso, actually. It's a really, really good espresso. So for the macchiato, you can see this is a very, very short cup. It is... An espresso with a mark of milk. And I hate the mark of milk thing because that's what macchiato means in Italian or something. Like, oh, it's, it's macchiato. The macchiato is a little bit of milk on top, so a little bit of foam and an espresso. So Now, somebody was posting online on Twitter recently that they didn't like macchiatos because they either preferred cappuccino or they preferred espresso. And... I, as we know, our ongoing discussion has been that I've not been enjoying milk very much recently, but this is quite nice. I can kind of go with this and this just smooths it over. It just makes it a little bit more creamy. Um, but I'm still predominantly tasting coffee. So Roland chose the cup this week because he, uh, he made the Chemex for me and he chose my boss mug because it, yeah, very old has been mug that I've had for a long time. Um, but yeah. Mm. Loose is a little bit in here, actually, I'm surprised. This is a, like, so when I was talking about the oak barrels that they store the parchment in for 60 days, making a big difference to the taste, what I meant was, for a natural, this is super calm. So this is in Funky Town. We're not all aboard the Funky Bus going down. This is big body. Chewy, really strong, powerful mouthfeel to it. Powerful kind of coffee flavours, if that makes sense. It has a real kind of big coffee flavour to it. And it has the milk chocolate that you can taste. It's still like you can taste what the varietal is giving you underneath. But it's not dominated by the, the processing. This is clever processing. This is a grower knowing exactly what he's doing. Um, I, I like this. I, I like this coffee a lot. In here, I prefer the espresso, if I'm honest, but I really liked the macchiato, and I, this is good. I'd be very happy if somebody dropped this on my desk first thing in the morning and said, here's some coffee, Steve, um, as, as Chris does quite often, so hint, hint, Chris. Um, but no, I like it. And I think that you do too. 
Right, um, it is now time for Descriptor Descriptor scale. Okay, so uncomplicated in a good way was the descriptor scale, and it was posted by Mark from Liverpool, and it said, "I like this, just like Steve K. It's for coffees like these that I joined in my mug. I've not bothered to try otherwise, but I'm glad I dropped through the letterbox this week. For me, this is a coffee to relax with, undemanding, just tastes good, honest coffee. There's a descriptor scale for you. So what?" Honest coffee, I like a lot, and that was descriptor scale. So we should move on to pinboard of doom, and this was sent in. There's some bits of paper everywhere uh, by Simon, um, and Simon sent this from Khartoum um, in Sudan, and it is amazing. So we've got the bag, but we've also like Simon, where are you stopping? I don't want to go to that hotel. It doesn't look good, but. Um, I'm impressed that you have your AeroPress with you out there. Well done. That is awesome. So thank you very, very much for the Pinboard of Doom. That's why I like Pinboard of Doom. And that's why I'm happy it's in colour now as well. So uh, a great job with that. And now it's time for the staff clip. This week's staff clip is from our boy Luke. Luke's car tip of the week. The other day, I got 120 miles an hour out of the forklift, but it's not as fast as my fez. Luke's car tip of the week. Yes, apparently Luke's fez is faster than the forklift. I don't think it is. I've never seen it move quicker than the forklift. So. Right, we are done. It is time to get out of here. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.